This is Wonder Time. I'm Emmy. And I'm Audrey. This is a unique series that takes a perspective of investigating the world around us through the eyes of nature. We'll discover themes, tell fun stories, weave together facts, and pose ongoing questions to spark curiosity and wonder. Our first series is Life Through the Spectrum. Using science, art, examples in nature, and themes throughout human history, we will discover the amazing phenomena of the seven colors of the rainbow. In the yellow episode, we'll be buzzing about honeybees. Highlighting some amazing facts about our glorious golden star, the sun. And we'll discover why our eyes are attracted to this bright and cheery color. In the natural world, yellow shows up in many places. It's easy to notice birds such as canaries, goldfinches, and yellow warblers. One of my favorites is this fascinating bird called a Lutino Indian ringneck parakeet. That's a mouthful. (laughs) Really a beautiful bird. And baby duckies. They're so cute. They are. In the marine world, yellowfish really stand out. For example, there are golden trumpetfish, which are an amazing electric yellow color, and also one called the yellow tang. Such a hilarious name. Yes, and then there are foods like lemons, bananas, sweet corn, star fruit, and pineapple. Egg yolks can be yellow, and yellow squash, yellow bell pepper, yellow plums, yellow curry, and yellow apples. There are actually many more than I could think of at first. And flowers such as begonias, pansies, water lilies, dahlias, black-eyed susans, and daffodils. Also yellow roses, which are linked to friendship. So many. Forsythia is one of the first plants to bloom in spring. I see it in New York. It's a bright golden, almost fluorescent color. And there's also yellow mustard. And of course, sunflowers, the happy flower. Yes. You know, people often associate them with the south of France, but they actually originated with the Native Americans in the southwest United States. The climate there is very sunny, which makes sense for its name. Mm-hmm. So up next, we've got a yellow story for you. Because as we were putting this episode together, all the amazing points we had seemed to stand on their own without any connection to each other. It was very odd. Yeah, very clunky and disjointed. So will you do the honors, Emmy, of kicking off our story? Sure. A tale of a day in the life of Miss B. Imagine, it's a beautiful, warm, sunny day, and along comes Miss B, a busy yellow honeybee. She's buzzing along, and her yellow and black stripes warn predators that she will sting. Miss B lands on a big yellow flower and goes to work collecting pollen with her fuzzy body. Pollen is the yellow, powdery grains inside of a flower. Miss B probably isn't aware, but they are yellow because they contain flavonoids that have UVB properties, which act like a natural sunscreen for the plant and help protect it from the radiation that comes from the sun. Now, while Miss B is collecting pollen, she's also helping the flowers reproduce by rubbing the pollen, which are the male sperm cells into the stigma, which is the female reproductive organ of the flower. This is how many plants are fertilized and begin to bear fruit. I feel like I'm back in sex ed class. (laughs) Awkward. 
<laughs> you know, some of the most delicious foods that we love to eat, like blueberries, cherries, and melons, rely on Miss B's pollination. In fact, we wouldn't have almonds at all without her. That's right. So after collecting as much as she can carry, Miss B brings the pollen back to the hive to feed the rest of the colony, including the drones. Almost all worker bees, like Miss B, are female. The drones are the male honeybees. They stay in the hive. They don't have stingers and they don't gather nectar or pollen. They're pretty lazy blokes. Yeah, but they do get busy. The drone's primary role is to mate with an unfertilized queen. Well then, back in the colony, <laughs> Miss B cleans the pollen off of herself, chews it up for a bit, and passes it around to her fellow worker bees until it turns into honey, the beautiful and delicious amber-yellow substance that we love to eat. So honey is essentially bee vomit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, after Miss B is finished in the hive, she goes back out to do it all again. What an industrious worker. And I'd like to note that while the bees do eat some of the honey to stay alive during the winter, they produce such an abundance that humans and bears can enjoy it all year long. Bees are such an important part of nature's process. When toxic pesticides are used, it's super damaging to these sensitive creatures. Honeybees and sunny days go hand in hand. And our entire planet wouldn't be here without the biggest heavenly body around the sun speaking of the sun the glorious golden star its yellow rays shine down on us even when the clouds convince us otherwise you know i was in a hotel recently that had a lot of blue lighting it was actually a beach club hotel <laughs> so maybe that explains it better but the light switches easiest to reach turned on these blue lights and after a day i had to hunt for the incandescent light switches because it got really weird it made the room in my cell feel alien. So it got me thinking what it would be like if we had a blue sun. It's kind of hard to describe, but you can try it by using a blue bulb or blue glasses. Yellow rays create a specific atmosphere on our whole planet. And if you spend a little time in different colored light, you start to realize how color affects us. Very true. The sun, it brightens our life, gives us warmth and protection. It also gives us vitamin D, which is a super important nutrient. When sunlight falls on our skin, cholesterol, yes, cholesterol in the skin, begins transforming the ultraviolet B portion of the light into vitamin D. The liver and the kidney assist in additional chemical processes until the version of vitamin D is created that assists the intestinal tract in absorbing calcium into the bones. Well, bone disease has become rare in the United States because of this understanding. However, it is being discovered that many other organs also have vitamin D receptors, including the prostate, the heart, endocrine glands, blood blood vessels, and the muscles, there is much more to be learned here. While overexposure to the sun can burn the skin, our body needs it to maintain health. There's even some scientific evidence that the sun has antiviral properties. In the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic, they found that people affected with the virus who spent time recovering outdoors had a much higher survival rate. The tuberculosis bacteria is susceptible to sunlight and any ultraviolet light. And we know that plants use CO2 from the atmosphere for photosynthesis photosynthesis, but plants actually use both the CO2 and H2O from the soil together to capture light energy and transform it into simple sugars, which in turn become proteins, starches, waxes, oils, and so forth. Sunny days make people happy. Places like Seattle with less sun have much higher suicide rates. Mm -hmm. It's easy to see why sun worship was 
common in a lot of religions throughout history. Yes, we see it in many different cultures. For example, the Aztecs believed that their sun god was in constant struggle with darkness and needed blood from a human heart in order to stay alive. Oh no, I'm glad that tradition (laughs) isn't around anymore. Back in ancient Egypt, the most important deity was the sun god Ra. They believed that Ra was the creator of the universe and worshipped him above all else. The sun lightens our world both physically and metaphorically. Yellow, it shows up in other religions too, though not directly associated with the sun. Right. In India, yellow is associated with spring. The Hindu festival of Vasant Panchami, which means fifth day of spring, is filled with women wearing bright yellow dresses and donned with yellow flowers. In the Buddhist faith, yellow is a symbol of humility and separation from materialistic society. The yellow chakra is the area of the body near the stomach, known as the solar plexus. And then moving on from the world religions, we can see how yellow also shows up in many, many small ways. Yes, the term yellowed can simply refer to old, as in electronics and items. Also, teeth get yellow when they're stained. Grass yellows turning into straw and hay. And when vegetables run, ripen yellow is the color it often goes through on its way to becoming overripe and rotting. We use the color yellow to warn of potential hazards, recommend caution when driving on the roads, and police tape at crime scenes tells us to stand back. Alternatively, yellow is used for recognizing excellence. Yellow highlighters mark information we need to remember, and we use yellow post-it notes for that too. Gold stars also point out good work, and emoji faces tell an eye-catching visual story. Yellow is the most eye-catching color. That's because the human eye processes yellow first. Yellow is the most visible color in the spectrum. Yes, the eye is sensitive to red, even more so with orange, and it peaks with yellow. Yellow also has a high light reflective value. It acts as a secondary light source. And peripheral vision is two and a half times higher for yellow than it is for red. Oh, wow. If we look at the wavelengths of color for a moment, red, orange, and yellow have the longest. If each color was a different wave in the ocean, these three colors would be the widest waves, the most spaced out from each other. The length from peak to peak is longest. So this property causes the color to reach our eye faster. The reason a yellow school bus pops out to the eye so well is because there's not much red and orange competing with it. The sky is blue or white with clouds and trees and buildings are green and brown or a lot of neutral colors. Yeah, there aren't many bright yellow buildings. No. So our eye sees yellow as the brightest color. The eye responds to that color the most. When you look into it psychologically, yellow is a color that is known to make people happy, but excessive use of it, such as brightly painted interior walls, can be irritating to the eyes. It's regarded in many cultures as the least attractive color, and it can give indication of treachery and cowardice. Also, it's the only color that reacts poorly with black. Any addition of black to yellow makes it a sickly yellow green. And I'm not sure why exactly, but I found out that it's a well-known fact in retail that yellow clothing is difficult to sell. Unless, of course, it's a specialty item like a happy face or a t-shirt with a New York City taxi (laughs) cab on it. And... Because of how yellow stands out, unfortunately, it has been used to identify persecuted culture groups through patches on clothing. This started as far back as the 9th century with the Jews and Christians in Baghdad, and then during the 16th century, it was the Hindus in India under Islamic rule. And the most recent and well-known example is the yellow star that Hitler used to identify people of Jewish faith. Yes, and somewhat similarly, documentation says that in the 1500s, when Europeans first traveled east, 
They described the people they met as white, just like we are. However, later, as Chinese immigration became a threat, calling them yellow-skinned was a way to separate the races. Colors have inappropriately been used to describe and separate races and skin colors by using template colors such as white, yellow, black, and red to describe an entire race attempting to negate and generalize the beautiful variety and the actual color of skin tones. True story. Lastly, we can look at how yellow was sourced in art throughout history, though its story is not as exotic as some of the other colors. That's right. Overall, yellow was widely used in art because it wasn't an expensive color to source. In this podcast, we tend to look at artwork before the 1800s because color at that time had to be sourced from nature. And although it was more limited, the stories are more interesting. So lead tin yellow, for example, has historical importance in oil paintings. It was sometimes called the yellow of the masters or yellow of the old masters because it was used so frequently by the famous painters. It must have been toxic then with lead being a component. Yes, still toxic. And the science was involved of heating oxides to certain temperatures and mixing and combining them. Substances would be cooled to a certain color that was desired. There are records of this all the way from ancient Egypt to the Renaissance period in Europe. And some other resources for this color were yellow ochre, a soil pigment, gamboge, which was a resin from trees in Asia, gold leaf and shell gold, and the mineral orpiment. Saffron was also used to make a nice yellow color. Vincent van Gogh is famous for using yellow in his artwork. We're all familiar with his sunflowers, cafe terrace, and starry night paintings. The Kiss by Klimt has a lot of yellow and gold foil in it. That's my favorite one. I wasn't able quite to find the connection between sulfur and pigments, but the chemical is a pretty lemon yellow, and it's found in volcanic emissions, salt domes, and hydrothermal vents and hot springs. We always recognize it when we get a whiff of something smelling like rotten eggs. Sulfur is also good for the skin. It's known to help shed dead skin cells and cure acne. Well, we couldn't finish this episode without a couple of cultural references to yellow that will leave you feeling good and maybe quite a bit silly. Remember the Mellow Yellow song? Urban Dictionary says, The Mellow Yellow song's influence was a short-lived rumor that a euphoric high could be reached by smoking banana leaves. (laughs) (laughs) they They call me mellow mellow yellow and mellow yellow was also a high caffeine coca-cola drink refreshing citrus soda in the yellow can makes you feel good from your lips all the way to your toes you gotta swish your hips with that one In summary, yellow is a color that is warming and a color that we are constantly processing as we walk around in the sun's rays. It is also the most eye-catching color, used selectively because it can cause irritation to the senses. On one end, yellow can be sickly and cowardly, while on the other end, it is welcoming, cheerful, and causes feelings of closeness and great care. Yellow has been used by the human race to separate cultures, but it's also a color that can connect, unify, and join us together. Thanks for listening. That's all for now. 